0: A week before I went back uh, to where he lived because my midwife was there. And that's where I planned on having my second son's birth. A week before, I I just prayed really hard. And I was like, God, just, just show me what's going on. I just want to know what's going on. And the day I arrived at his place that night, he accidentally, like he called me and he's like, what do you want to eat? I'll bring some food home. I'm leaving work. And I told him. And then he hung up, and then five minutes later, he butt-dialed me, and I found out then that he had this woman that he basically had been living a double life with.
1: Welcome to the Heavy Pages podcast, a guiding light for women facing the paralyzing challenges of an unwanted separation. If you're feeling frozen by the weight of heartbreak or the uncertainty of a crumbling relationship, you're not alone. I'm Josie, your host and a separation survival specialist, because I've been where you are, overwhelmed, emotionally stuck, and unsure of what lies ahead. But here's the truth. Healing and empowerment are within your reach. Together, we'll shatter the chains of paralysis, embrace this journey, and pave the way to your new future. So it's time to step forward, find your strength, and rewrite your story, because the pages of life can be heavy, but you don't have to turn them alone. Now before we start today's episode, please consider taking a moment to click that subscribe button. And with that, here we go. Hello, and a warm welcome to today's chapter checkup session, where we will be hearing from another courageous woman as she shares her transformative journey from devastated to divorced. And we'll be using the five chapters of my program as the guide. If you're curious about these chapters and how they align with your personal journey, don't forget to visit heavypagespodcast.com for your free chapter checklist. And with that, here's today's interview. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another Chapter Checkup session. Today, I'm excited to share with you our guest, Shannon, who I have known for Quite a few years, and I'm excited that she's willing to come on here and share her story with all of us. How are you today, Shannon? Hello. How are you, Josie? Thanks for
0: having me. I'm excited. A little nervous too, <laughs> but I'm excited to be here.
1: We all get nervous. I still get nervous, as you can tell. I can. I thank God for editing, man, because God knows what these things would sound like if I couldn't edit. <laughs> I agree. I agree. And anyway, I, you know, we'll get to that later, but I see you, um, always going live on Instagram and stuff and you seem like a pro. So it's just like that. So don't worry about it at all.
0: Yes. I found, um, don't listen back to my stuff and then I'm, that's how I gain confidence.
1: Oh, really? That's funny. Okay. So we are talking today. We're here today because, um, you're going to share your, even though if I'm correct, you weren't officially married, but you do have a separation and end of relationship Story.
0: Yes, very much so.
1: Okay, so uh, we're going to start with, just tell me a little bit about yourself and then how you met your now ex.
0: Man, so that was a while ago. Um, so I now am, I've run a holistic business. I um, am a single mother of two young children, nine and six years old. And how I met my ex, I was actually, man. So this is wild. I actually met him. I had a dream about him holding my two boys and a month later I met him and I was like, oh my God, this is my person. This is the man I'm supposed to be with. Um, We actually met online before online dating became like super saturated like it is now. And, yeah, that was, like, how long ago? That was, like, in 2010, so it was, like, 13 years ago now.
1: And you guys didn't marry but dated for about how long? We were together for seven years.
0: It felt like we were married.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, of course, trust me. I mean, and, and it basically is married, honestly. It's just besides the paper because you live together, you have children. So, I mean, the only thing that was missing is the paper.
0: Yeah. I'm, I wasn't ever, I'm not one to get legally married. Like I'm not, um, I've never believed in it. I think it's like a business contract and I just wasn't ever really fond of making that commitment with somebody. Um, so to me, it, it felt like we were married for sure.
1: I feel the same. Uh, okay. So talk to me a little bit about, um, the separation. But first, we'll talk about uh, before the separation, which is where chapter one of our From Devastated to Divorced checklist comes in. Um, And chapter one is blissfully unaware or subconsciously aware. Do you feel like you were blissfully unaware of issues in your relationship or subconsciously aware and trying to um, avoid them away? I feel like you're calling me out. Um, (laughs) I definitely was aware
0: and I was trying to avoid them I was looking for love outside myself and I was trying to make puzzle pieces fit when it was like so blatantly obvious that I shouldn't um (laughs) yeah so I I was I hit like 30 years old when I met him and all of a sudden I never wanted children or anything but having that dream and then meeting him I was like oh my god like I have to like this has to be my person. So I was trying to make it fit so much. And, um, I even had, I'm in a psychic and I even had a conversation with him. I think it was like six months in where I was like, I see another woman in your life. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. You're crazy. You know? And just little subtle things like that, like little things like where we would make plans and then like, he would say he's sick all of a sudden and then I just knew and I would like go find him and he'd be out with people you know so just like trying to find my worth in him trying to make him
1: see my worth yeah that's a tough one so let's talk about um chapter two blindsided and devastated did who initiated the breakup? Was there a situation that caused the breakup? Even if maybe you initiated the breakup, was it because of something that, um, how do you fall in, in that, in chapter two? So
0: the last few years of our relationship, um, I got pregnant with our first son in 2013. I gave birth to him and a month later, like I just couldn't find work where I was at, um, the person I was working with didn't hire me back, so I was struggling to find work. And so I went and visited my mom, who lived two and a half hours away. And while I was there, I got three job offers. And I was like, "Oh my god, I have to move. I'm. I feel like I'm supposed to be here. Like I just have to." I had a conversation with my ex, and I told him about the situation. He's like, "Yeah, you know, maybe I'll move and stuff like that. And you know, what would I do?" And I was like, "We can." Build there and start. And there was like no movement forward. And I was like, you know what? I'm just, I'm taking this opportunity. I'm not going to pass it up. And I said, I'm moving in two weeks. And it was horrible timing. Like his father got sick and was passing away at that time. So it was like a double whammy. He felt abandoned by me. Um, But I just, I knew I had to do what I had to do for my family. And so I moved. And then the remainder of that relationship was on and off. Like he would come visit. He would spend time with his son. He would spend time with me and lead me to believe that, you know, he was coming eventually. And so then I got pregnant again with our second son. And that whole pregnancy, I just knew something was going on. Like the communication dwindled between us. He wasn't coming around that much. And, a week before I went back uh, to where he lived because my midwife was there, and that's where I planned on having my second son's birth. A week before, I I just prayed really hard, and I was like, God, just just show me what's going on. I just want to know what's going on. And the day I arrived at his place that night, he accidentally like he called me, and he's like, what do you want to eat? I'll bring some food home. I'm leaving work. And I told him. And then he hung up, and then five minutes later, he butt-dialed me. And I found out then that he had this woman that he basically had been living a double life with. Wow. For, like, the past two years. And so that's when it was just like, oh, this is really, like, that's when I was blindsided. I was like, oh, my God.
1: (laughs) You know? Okay, so you find this out, and you are about to give birth. Yeah. So I was, a had just had the baby. No, I was a week away. I had just got up there and
0: I was giving myself a week to kind of like get settled. I was a week from the due date, but that night, um, after that call, like I, I went up to his job and I went to go confront them. The girl had just left, but I like literally she just left I went back to his place and I packed all the baby stuff up back in the car. I called my mom. I was having like uh, contractions and stuff like that. So my mom's like, I need you to go to the hospital. The hospital then convinced me that I was having preeclampsia. So they admitted me. My midwife was out of town. (laughs) And so she's like, well, if you have preeclampsia, there's nothing like they're not going to let me take you. You can't do anything. So immediately they're like, oh, we're going to have to do a C section. I was like, oh, no, we're not doing that. So I spent four days in the hospital fighting them about having a C section. And I was like, the baby's not ready to be born yet. Like, it's just not going to happen. And it was, it was horrible because like my ex was there in the room. Would it leave as much as I wanted him to leave? He would not leave. Um, but then finally, like the last night. It's like the most vulnerable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, it, there was just so much going on. Like, you mo- I don't like hospitals. I didn't want to have birth in a hospital. I definitely did not want to section. I knew the baby wasn't ready. And now I'm looking at this man in the right. corner that I just want to punch in the face, <laughs> you know?
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah.
0: And I'm like, I just, it was just, it was crazy. It, it absolutely was crazy.
1: Wow. I mean, that's, you know, finding out about cheating and all these things are so traumatic, but then to have to have that, right. I mean, for that to be the birth story of your son, you know, for that to be the feeling, especially for you who have a lot of this, you know, the way you, you know, the, the, the feelings of the earth and stuff like that. And then for this to be the thing that's, I mean, it had to be so stressful because you're like this is not the vibe I want to have my child and you you know you have the home birth and the nice zen stuff and this is what's happening yeah Ugh, it couldn't have been more of the opposite than what you wanted to happen
0: it definitely was the ending of his birth like when it actually happened was like a total shift because I changed my viewpoint and I said you know I'm going to take the view off of him and I'm going to focus on the baby and again I just sat and I prayed and my son's um middle name is Kai, which means ocean. And this was already planned out. And so there's like a TV in the room and obviously I'm praying. And as I'm praying an ocean scene comes on like the TV and like, there's all this serene and peace. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, this is, this is good. And then the next day it was like, like a new staff came on and she's like, you know what? I'm going to let you go walk outside for a little bit. I'm going to let you eat because I hadn't eaten for like four days. Um I'm going to like could you take a shower and then we're going to have the baby. And I was like, okay. And I got up and I showered, I had something to eat. The minute I walked outside, the baby dropped. And I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> like so and then I went back up and it, the room was clean, everything it was like a total different vibe and then I had the baby like, within 30 minutes. <laughs> it's crazy.
1: Wow. Naturally yeah. Naturally. Thank Yes. Thank God. <laughs> naturally. Wow. And so, and then after that, I mean, I know because I know you and because I was kind of there for this past part, you had to go back to his place. Yeah. yeah. I had to go back to his place to, you know, like you had to go back
0: there. and Yeah. Be in, in the energy. And how was that? It was, I, I don't even really remember that part. I feel like I blocked so much of it out, and I was just like, I think I was only there a week, and I was like, I'm good. I gotta go, you know. Like I just mustered up all the strength that I could, and I was, I was, I was like, I gotta get out of here.
1: Okay, so your your children are my nephews, uh, by marriage, even though I'm not married either. But, um, well, I was there because I wanted to see the baby right after you came back from the hospital, and I I never shared this with you, but when I walked in there. There was this vibe. And you know, maybe I'm it's because I'm it think everything is all about me. But I kept feeling like, what is going on here? What did I do? Obviously, I had no idea there was this whole other thing that they knew was going on that I had no idea about. And so I but the vibe was there. And I was like, well, it can't be, you know, uh, Shannon, it can't be this beautiful baby. It can't be. It's got to be me. I'm the one who walked in. What happened you know? So obviously, later, I found out, holy crap, all that stuff was going on behind the scenes. And everybody's trying to act so natural. And I don't know how you did it. Because it was you know, it was amazing. It was a a true testament to your strength, honestly.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I even, even looking back though, I know I probably could have handled it a lot better, but like, you know, um, and I'm sorry you, you, you took that internally. That, that sucks. Yeah. Cause the thing is, is like, there was so much, even like two years after that, that I was uncovering like the way that he, he talked about me or portrayed me to people. And, it was, it was just like, what the,
1: right.
0: what, like, and I continued to find out more and more things that were false throughout the relationship. And I was like, it just throws you, like, I had children with this person. I, I was planning like living the rest of my life with this person. And like, who is this? You know, like what, what's going on? Like, that's where the blindsided came from. So it made me question like, who am I? Like, what, Am I crazy? Like, right. <laughs> am I really crazy? Do I really? And because, especially being like a psychic and like having not like having all these things happen, people would say to me, Well, if you're so psychic, then why didn't you? And I, but being so blindsided of like wanting something in your life and not seeing all the signs that are just naturally there, you know, it, it'll elude anybody.
1: Absolutely. And I think that part of it is that you. You know, you are, it might be there, but you're working so hard to preserve this thing that you value, that you value, even if they don't value it, it's, you know, it's not that you're, it it is that you're, you're blind to it. So, you know how they say an outside observer obviously can see it way better uh, than you can, but it's because that's why you're in it. That's why you are helpful to other people because they're so in it that they're not going to see what you are going to see, you know, but, um, also, They're good at lying. Sometimes they're just really that good at it. And with you wanting it to work and them being such good liars, it's like it's the perfect combination to fall in that sort of situation. (laughs) Right. It's so true. (laughs) It's so true. So then. okay. so then we're going to go to um, chapter three, which is better, stronger, loved you. How did you feel after finding out about this? And and I'm guessing basically. Uh you tried to, to what did you decide at this point? Did you decide, well, we have two kids together, it's gotta be over? Or did you say, I'm willing to give you a break? How how did that next section how did that next part work out? What did he say? Did he want to try and fix things?
0: There was so much emotional manipulation for like the next six to eight months, almost a year, um that it like going through postpartum depression, which then triggered a deeper spiritual awakening for me. It it was it was crazy because he would come and he would visit the kids and because the kids were so young, I'm like you can't take them. Like it just like you can. Like and so he would be here and he'd be like um, I love you. I love the kids. I want to be here. And then he'd leave and then he'd go tell her, I love her. I love you. I don't want to be there. And then it was like, it was just that back and forth. And then he would be like, I don't love you. And he's like, she's everything that I ever wanted. Can't you see that? You don't take care of yourself. You never dress up. And I'm like, I'm working 15 hours a day, taking care of two kids and you come and visit for a weekend. And then when you're here, it's like, I have a third child. Right. Like I got to clean up. I work 14 hours a day. I got to come home, cook. And then clean my house, which would have been clean if I would have taken my kids to my mother's. Like, <laughs> like yeah, I don't want to dress up and get makeup on and I don't want to be cuddly. I'm exhausted, right. <laughs> you know? Right, So, but but I did go through a moment where I was like, why not me? What's wrong with me? I started hating myself, not looking at myself in the mirror, you know, judging myself very intently. I ended up reaching out to the girl and i was like i just want to know what's going on because he's still being intimate with me right he's still telling me he loves me he's still telling me that he's going to be here and i want to know what's going on like i'm i'm done like right and she let out and just told me like everything like he was lying to her too you know she didn't know about me until like a week before I was to come to Orlando and they had been seeing each other for two years.
1: And was she shocked that she was, was she like, you know, girl power, forget about him. We're I'm done with him. He's a, you know, is that what she said?
0: <laughs> yeah. So it was interesting because she's like, she's like, you know what? Cause we stayed on the phone for like almost all night. And she's like, you know what? She's like, I feel like if we would have met on different terms, we'd be like best friends. And I was like, she's like, cause we have a lot in common and stuff. And I was like, yeah, probably. You know, but then it turned, you know, when I ended up like going 30 days no contact because I and I told him and I said if you want to talk to the kids or whatever you got to go through my mother. Okay. I needed 30 days no contact so I could disconnect my emotions and I could really find clarity because it was such like a whirlwind of depression and and everything that was going on. Like I just had so much confusion. Right. And so in that time frame, I became the bad person. I became like this woman who was holding my children from him, and I wasn't letting them talk and stuff like that. So she then used he used that to allow her to change her viewpoint on me, and I didn't care after the thirty days I found my
1: strength excellent, excellent. and uh, you know. Just saying that if a little bit of that after knowing that you've been together for two years, which means that if two years means that he not just was pregnant, but got his partner pregnant while dating her and she didn't know all this. And then, oh, she's not letting the kids, you know, me talk to the kids was enough for her to be like, oh, yeah, well, we're fine because she's bad. That was her own blindness and her own uh, the excuse that she needed to not let go of him in my opinion yeah
0: true and I have compassion we
1: were all there right we were all there we've all been through it I mean uh you know I would say definitely that that um this person would benefit from some therapy and some some work to recognize why she would be okay with somebody that cheated on his partner for two years had two children that she didn't even know about which? How do you not even acknowledge at least the one child and the other one on the way for two years? What? What? And I, I you know, I digressing. But what does that make? How does that make you think of of this man that you would, I guess, want to spend the rest of your life with if he could not even mention his two kids for two years to you? I mean, yeah, yikes, yeah. right? Yikes. So, um, okay, but I think the thirty days of no contact is a great start. I think that's very important. I think that that's something that people miss and, and don't realize and, and and it's hard for them to do and because they don't do it they don't get what you got was the the time by yourself to actually analyze without all that you know the bs the um gaslighting of i love you today i don't tomorrow maybe we can work this out all that kind of stuff all that out of your mind to be able to help you work on yourself so um that's uh, that was a very necessary and you know good for you <laughs> so um Okay, so then let's talk about um it being over, right? It's over. Now what? Uh after those 30 days of, you know, real get, getting some clarity, you were you realized you need to build yourself up. You need to have put yourself first, love yourself, love your kids, right? Um and then you come to terms with it's over. How does that how how does that work out?
0: Yeah, so in that 30 days, I really um it allowed me to really dive deeper into like the emotions that were going on and gain, gain clarity about how I felt. And I was, uh, I really began like meditating more and researching more and connecting to God more. And then I realized like, I don't love myself. And that sparked the, where I'm at now it sparked me like realizing i every time i looked in the mirror i would say something shitty about myself i would just mm-hmm. say something negative that somebody else said and i was like who am i like what do i like what am i doing this for and who am i holding on to this relationship for and i remember at one time um my i was at my mother's house with my siblings and they're all they all have kids and they're all married and they looked at me and they said, What's wrong with you, Shannon? How come you can't keep a relationship? I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and I know, like, you know, I know where it stems in my childhood and what I saw, but it, that triggered me to realize, like, why am I holding on to this relationship just because these other people think I should, just because I had children with this person? Like, right. I'm not happy with this person. This person does not fulfill me. This person is not healthy for me. I love my children, but I don't want my children to grow up and see the things that I saw, which is not love, which is abuse, which is, you know, feeling like you have to just do things to fit in because that's what society wants you to do. So I really took that time and I just really dove in and started connecting with God and connecting with myself and, and finding that strength within. And now like, I love myself. You know, I look in the mirror and I remind myself how much of a bad bitch
1: I am. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? I, I love it. I mean, really, that is the right. I, I think you would agree that that is the position that you would be in that now, you know, like if someone like that were to come into my life now, I'd see him a mile away they wouldn't, uh, you know, they wouldn't get past, you know, the front gate to get into the front door. Right. Because I, I, I recognize myself. I recognize what I'm worth and I can see through them. Right. And, you know, I I feel like we're always,
0: sorry, I feel like we're always going to be tested and we're going to, in the beginning, we're going to still attract those people, but then I do feel like, you know, once you really know like, nah, like I'm not settling, I'm not doing that. You you don't attract those people anymore. Right. You know?
1: Right. Yeah, because I think that they look for also a specific type of person, you know. If they feel your strength and your your vibe, they're going to be like, well, shit, I know I'm not going to be able to pull one over on this one, and then they're going to move on. Yep. Right. So, uh well, because you weren't married, you didn't have to do the uh well you still had to do the it's over now what part which came to dealing with child custody child support things like that and um uh how did that aspect go of your you know of your journey that the court system is shit <laughs> let's say that <laughs>
0: i have no no financial i had no attorney he had an attorney um fighting me for everything this man was making money and quit his job demoted himself so that he wouldn't have to pay. Um, whereas before, when we were not going through the court system, he was giving me some money. It wasn't consistent, but he was giving me some money. And then all of a sudden he had no money. He couldn't help me and he couldn't give anything. And like now it's like, you know what I get, couldn't even pay for groceries for the month. You know, it's nothing. Um, So it's like, I I didn't fight too much, you know? I knew, like, I didn't want to keep my kids away from their father. I know the kids need both parents. Um, I just didn't want him to have them when they were so young. Like, I needed needed to be there. I'm the person who's there taking care of them. It's the mother. When they're ripped away from the the main parent at a young age, before the age of four, it causes emotional trauma within the – child and so I didn't win that battle but like um I did you know I I feel like that the time sharing is as fair as it can be but given the distance that we we're at right. and it's funny because he fought me so hard tooth and nail to have all this extra time and then you after his um Once he realized, like, oh, okay, now I have to really take on this responsibility, and he realized his girlfriend didn't want the responsibility, he didn't want to put the time in that he requested for. So it was just a a battle of egos.
1: Yeah, that's unfortunate. I do find it interesting that she knew he had two kids and continued to date him, and then the kids turned out to be an issue. But you knew he had two kids and you took him away, didn't take him away, but didn't make it easier for him to, she didn't, didn't bow out of the relationship to see if him and his, the mother of his children could fix things. And then it turns out that, Hey, Kevin kids is not my vibe. I don't like it. And, and, uh, their baggage and they're your baggage. And I'm, uh, I'm not enjoying that.
0: Yeah. So it, it did end up putting a strain on their relationship, but I mean, it's, that's his own karma for the way he started things, you know? Um, he hooked her in and she fell in love and, you know, just trying to battle that and accept it and stuff like that. But then she lost all the trust from this stuff that he was doing with me, you know? And I think I, I, I would say to him at certain times, like I have no issue with her. She's, she seems fine. She doesn't have any drug issues, alcohol issues, you know, like she seems like she has level headed and stuff like that. But, I'm their mother and like what I say goes and what I do goes. And so if I'm saying, you know, they're too young to go over to her house or this or that, or I think you guys need to wait until you introduce her, like respect that. And, you know, it it is what it is, but he, he kept it the way he wanted to. I think that's all, you know, that's all their issue and their karma and stuff like that, what they dealt with. I think it's important when you have kids to understand, like, the children. Like, I don't give a – I don't care about your emotions and your feelings. What what impact are you doing to the children? And that's where I was making those decisions for my children. I wasn't making them because of me. Right.
1: I got you. And that makes sense. I'm
0: just thankful, like – I'm over that part. And they're not like super young anymore. <laughs> that was stressful when they're super young and you're going through that situation.
1: Yeah. I mean, I can't even imagine. So exactly. And, you know, now they're older and, and they're more vocal and they can, you know, and that's one of the things they can speak up for themselves more and, you know, and, and even share with you if something sounds weird and even not that they're telling on anybody, but that they're, they're commun- they can communicate with you and then you can be like, oh, okay. You know, they don't feel comfortable in this situation, that situation. I know I can I can put in my two cents, but if they can't speak or share or, or tell you, how do you know? And that makes it uh, very difficult. So I, I get you on that. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to move on to the beyond because now you're the beyond. You didn't have to deal with the actual official divorce paperwork thing, but you moved beyond that relationship. and And how has your beyond been? My beyond has been... Pretty amazing. Um, I would say,
0: though, the beginning, like maybe the first year or two after split with him was still me loving myself, learning to love myself, learning my worth and not accepting. Like I attracted a really horrible person that was in my life, but it was a very short, short time. It was like six months and I was like, nah, I'm not doing this again. I was like, no, no, no. And um, But after that, once I really learned to love myself and I really stepped into my power, like I stepped into like being authentically me, like um, I've always I've had my holistic business for 15 years, um, but the last uh, how long has it been now, like almost six years, it's really like been authentic where it's like, hey, I don't just do massage. I'm a psychic and I, I help guide people and I help people heal Um, Because I teach them the things that I, I went through, learning to love yourself, learning to raise your worth, your value, recognize your value. I attracted a relationship into my life, which unfortunately just recently ended, but it ended on good terms. And I healed so much in that relationship. Like that person showed me like what a real man is supposed to treat you like. and where like before it was like I thought that I was supposed to like I thought all men were abusive either emotionally physically but this person like you know I I attracted a healthy man that showed me like not all not men are abusive like you know like and they are supportive and they're okay if you don't wear makeup and you know (laughs) right. and this person was amazing for my children as well like just love my kids just like they were their own. So yeah, it's, it's, it's been amazing. It's been empowering. And the, the father has definitely still come back and been like, what would it be like if we got together? And I'm like, that's a fantasy I'm
1: not into. Right. Yikes. (laughs) No, thank you. (laughs) Oh, goodness. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, No, thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Not at all. (laughs) Um, okay. So tell me, tell me what, uh, you would tell other women that are now where you were in your, in in any part of what you lived through in this, in your relationship. Maybe when, maybe the, where you saw things that you didn't want to recognize them, or when you got to the end and you were devastated in the middle of about to have a child or something like that. And, you know, what kind of advice would you be able to give somebody in that position? The biggest thing is just knowing you're
0: worthy of having all that you desire in a relationship from a partner. Like just knowing that the love you feel that you can achieve or that you, you think is out there is out there, but you have to find it, it within. First. I love
1: And uh, tell us, Shannon, I don't know why I keep wanting to call you Sharon. That's so weird. I don't even know a Sharon. So it's super weird. But um, okay, Shannon, share with us where people can find you. People that really want to get into that, get in tune with themselves, you know, seek out more about what you do in your services.
0: So my business is called Anchored Soul Therapy. I'm on all the social medias as that. My website's anchoredsoultherapy.com. And yeah, I'm on Instagram, Facebook, all the socials, TikTok even. And I love to just connect with people and empower them to know their worth and their find that strength within so that they can align to their highest path.
1: Beautiful. And I'm going to make sure to share all the links in the show notes. So anybody who wants to find you on any of your socials can find you there. Thanks for having me on. And I just want to say thank you so much for sharing. I know it was, uh, you know, like you're on the other side of it now and it is a learning experience, but it's sometimes not fun to relive some of those, uh, unfortunate, uh, chapters in our lives. But I thank you for doing that and for, you know, sharing. And I'm sure that there's somebody out there that's going to hear this and it's going to relate to them and they're going to be able to make positive steps forward because of you sharing your story. Well, that's going to wrap up this episode. A special thanks to Shannon for sharing with us. And if you'd like to share your own chapter checkup, please reach out to me on Instagram at heavy underscore pages, underscore podcast. And don't forget to download your free copy of the chapter checklist. As always, thanks for listening.